0: Hi, I'm Tred Olson. This is Episode Eight of the Treadcast, a podcast about success, the path, maintaining it, and negotiating the bumps on that path. My guests are Mike Pilkington, Chief Operating Officer, and Kane Grogan, Business Development Manager for Deathwish Coffee Company in Saratoga Springs, New York, a company that started in a small coffee shop in 2012, whose coffee is now available in over 14,000 locations nationwide and one International Space Station. Here's our conversation. Mike and Kane, welcome to the Treadcast, guys. Thank you so much for uh, for being on today. Great to talk to you. Thanks for having us. Oh yeah. And so which is kinda of the middle of the afternoon. Your 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 caffeine level now. Are you guys like this right about now? Or are you gonna like this or where are you kinda of going? <laughs> So I have a.
1: I after being in this company for you know so long, I have a. I have a thing I do. I drink a couple, like two cups in the morning when I come in, and that usually floats me to right past lunch, and then uh, I have one more, and then I'm good for the day. Nice. So I'm saying say I'm right where I need to be. Okay.
0: So with with Death Wish Coffee, though, you guys, as, as I said in the open, now in fourteen thousand stores across the USA, which is awesome. With everything that the, the, you built the brand, you know, from 2012 on. And what I like to kind of do with this is start start right now, present day. I know you guys have got some sweet new headquarters in downtown Saratoga, but where is the brand now and where is it headed? So
2: when I think about the brand today, we have a lot of uh, very affluent friends and they keep telling us that we have a beautiful brand, we're growing like crazy, but the the one challenge we have is that not enough people know about us. So if I think about what the brand is today, is we have a very solid foundation. We have a rabid fan base that really allows Deathwish Coffee to be part of their everyday life. As we think about how we interact in the world today, we're looking to bring those same customers more offerings. And you're going to watch us over the next year here start to build out our brand block. Like We've already begun with our uh, medium roast, and you're seeing... Uh, RTD spread out, but really what we're going to be doing is telling more people our story because our story really is uh, the, the, st- the story of how we were founded and also really the purpose-driven organization we are. Our goal is to tell more people about that. So we're really just knowledge of our brand away from being iconic.
0: Nice. Well, I mean, you guys definitely got a, a really good start now. I wouldn't say a start now because you guys have been in it now for nine years, if I'm doing my math correctly. So check me on that. But where you've gone from the start to where you are now' um, is pretty impressive for any business um, you know to do to, to the progress that you guys have made and Mike for you with the challenge now moving in because you've, you've, you've the brand is obviously established and like yeah. you said trying to spread it out to more people, Um, But where do you find the the motivation to to keep driving? Because you could easily kind of almost rest back on your laurels right now, considering where you are. But what's that motivation to drive you to continue to keep pushing that out?
2: Well, it's about being iconic for us. And when you look at the most iconic brands in the world, um, very few of them are coffee. And we feel like we have such a strong brand resonance that we can be there. It's really. It would be really easy for us to sit there and say, hey, you know, we've made it. We can provide wonderful lives for all of our teammates that have the ability to contribute to something bigger than themselves. But I think every single day, this mission-driven group cares so much about each other that they find success in each other's day. So it's that continuous improvement, that continuous success cycle that I think drives everybody. It's really fun to watch and it's inspiring. It's really hard to have a bad day uh, when everybody loves what they do so much. So I think a lot of that is rooted rooted in, our drive is rooted in our purpose and our passion and our care for each other. And really most importantly, probably uh, our care for our customers. We understand very well who our customer is. And uh, we say that we like to fuel people's passions, but it's really beyond that. When we look at our customer oracle, we're really here to provide that energy that people need in life to do the things that they need to do because other people count on them. And so we can look at ourselves as a coffee brand, or we can look at ourselves as part of how people get up and be the most successful version of themselves. So it's almost like we would be irresponsible to stop now because we feel like we have so much more to give to people to, to make their lives better, to solve problems for them. So I, I know I said a lot there, but really it's, nope. it, the common theme is that it's all about people. The people mm-hmm. are what stand up the brand and allow us to live kind of beyond
0: the brew, as we say beyond the actual cup of coffee that we know is so awesome yeah well, mike don't say yeah, i so want to
2: sure. piggyback on that real quick yep. um i, I think I, with that
1: said, absolutely all that and it's we have something special that's resonated with a lot of people and it's just about at this point it's just about getting us into as many hands as possible we have so many people that have supported it and found like a home with a bunch of misfits that worked out of a basement. And now it's like, okay, let's spread that. And it's like, it's really positive. We have a good mission statement and um, it's just about getting this to as many people as possible.
0: Yeah, And I think it's a testament to to both you guys that you can tell that you care about what you're doing. You care about the brand. You know, you can talk to, you know, CEOs or, or any, any like higher officials with any corporation and they'll kind of fall back on the, okay, what's the answer 101 for this? But you guys are more in depth with that. You guys have, you know, a wider goal here than just like this, this, and this. It's more like you want to build it. You want to, you know, build more than just the coffee. You want to build off that and hope that resonates with everybody else, which I think is... Uh, is you know, what I'd say great. that,
2: try too, is that the strong p you and know, is a product of the behaviors that I'm talking about. We understand that we have a responsibility to deliver business performance, but uh, that is the result of us taking a people first approach to how how we operate.
0: So Kane, you've been here pretty much since the uh the beginning and the- 2013
1: I came on but yeah. Right okay, so the f-
0: start it was founded in 2012 by Mike Brown and can you tell people kind of cuz it really just started it was in a coffee shop and and Mike was kind of thinking of like okay, there's just not enough oomph in in the in the coffee that's coming out there and kind of developed this brand that is Death Wish now, but what was the real impetus with with that and, the, and then going from there, you know, pretty much exploding across the country?
1: Yeah, it was I mean <laughs> Death Wish wasn't even <laughs> I don't even know if it was in, and we were, he was trying for a long time before he let anyone actually like any customers try. He was like trying to develop something special. Um, and at the time, he was looking for a way to kind of like supplement some income, um, as you know, he had these great. Oh, I want to be at a coffee shop, but he didn't know much about coffee shops. He, you know, he, he's 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 a brilliant mind, um, and he's he always is looking for like what's that next thing, what can I do, what's like what's what's going to be something special. And he, you know, a lot of people were asking for you know what's your strongest cup of coffee, and it's like that's a different term to different people. Mm-hmm. You know, the caffeinated is the caffeinate? flavor, is, you know, what, what actually is that? What does that mean? Um, so he spent a while, you know, I think he started developing it in 2011. Um, and then he, you know, he was so ahead of his time as far as like marketing, you know, there's like, this is kind of before viral marketing was a thing. And he started sending it out to just like publications, like you gotta try this, Do you know, what it takes to try, try, the world's strongest coffee. I mean, the man put a poison label on a food product. <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's that's wild. Yeah. Um, and it's like, man, does that work? And uh, yeah, and that's kind of when I came on. Uh, we got mentioned in Good Morning America because again, he was like, he was just sending out to anyone that would try it. Like, you yeah, have what it takes. Um, and he had a you know no BS guarantee. Uh, I think he was kind of ahead of the, the curb on customer service as well. This is before a bad review could crush your company. Um, so he's very much no BS. Try it. Um, and, and he made sure it was a really good-tasting cup of coffee. Like, people try it because of this logo. People stay because it's a really good, good cup of coffee. Yep. Um, and that's kind of how, how, how it started, and, uh, and I'm happy to say that it did because it was kind of lightning in a bottle. It just resonates with people. And at the end of the day, it's a very, very, very good cup of coffee.
0: Yeah, I, I have to say that I remember the first time I tried it, I got some from my dad, who at the time was living out in Oregon. And he he had heard about it and he and he emailed me and he goes, What do you know about this? And and I told him a little bit. And so then I went down and I bought him some coffee and I bought him one of the great mugs you guys make. And I remember the the person behind the counter saying, Oh, you get a free cup of death wish. There it is, nice marketing right there. And they they were and I'm like um okay uh, you want to try the coffee i'm like uh, sure and then of course i'm thinking uh, you said cane with the, the skull and crossbones and i'm like yeah okay sure you know and so but then i had the coffee and it's so true because you don't you go into it with this almost mindset of like okay death Wish is gonna like i'm gonna take a sip and you fly around the room and but it isn't you take a sip and i'm like this like you said this is a damn good cup of coffee and I, th- I think once that started to spread it definitely went you know went from there where people were really starting to appreciate the brand and and then you guys got to co- cut you know twenty. 50 15 um you guys got some public pub and then i loved you know obviously super bowl 50 was huge and one of my favorite stories was the fact that you guys were in the international space station which i think is is really cool
1: yeah all
0: all true true things all very cool things <laughs>
1: uh it was while well, the super bowl thing was crazy uh going to space is so cool we have a lot of people that are uh, like a lot of the you know science uh, side of things um but no it's cool i mean at the end of the day it's a cup of coffee. Number two commodity in the world. It's probably the only thing that people use every day that they're that passionate about. You know, no one's talking about their toothpaste or whatever, the way that people talk about coffee. So you already have a passionate, you know, segment of people, and then you kind of give them a mission behind it. So, yeah, Super Bowl was great. Space was really weird to be like, wow. it's like, the world's strongest coffee, but now it's like, is it? It kind of goes beyond that, right? Like
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> so I, I was just kind of wondering when, when I when I when I read the story and I saw it when they got the coffee. Like, if you reached out to them afterwards, they're kind of like, "Yeah, we're really happy. This is great coffee. Thanks so much, guys. This is awesome." Um, but just to be like, the fact that your brand go, went from a cafe into space in the span of six years, you know, there, there's got to be that moment, Kane, and, and obviously with you, Mike, where you're just kind of like, "Holy cow! This is this is really something."
1: Yeah. I'm trying. I don't know. There's been so many of those moments, and now we've been able to like really kind of bring on people like Mike, who I you know I couldn't be happier to have on the team. People with you know high business IQ who get what we're trying to do, who aren't trying to change anything, who come in with like a high level of you know their own success in their own field before that. Um, And then you have the other side of the people that were here to kind of begin that don't have those those skills. So it's like I think it's great that we as a company we get to kind of bring people like that on. so that's, that's success for me as far as what we've been able to build and attract people like that. Um, from one particular moment, I think, I mean, obviously winning the Super Bowl. Getting out of the basement was big. Not being mm-hmm. in the basement of a coffee shop anymore was cool. But, yeah, uh, I think there's just too many to count. To, you know, it's been special. Mike, I'm sorry, I'm sweaty mess right now. It was really hot outside, and I came in, and I didn't put my AC back on, so I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I know the camera's probably on, I me. Mean, I can't see it. I'm disgusting right now. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> Mike Pilkington, Kane Grogan from Death Wish Coffee. Mike, one of the, one of the great things I, I, I love about this, the, the brand and everything that is Death Wish, is also the charitable aspect um, you know, I, there was a thing I saw earlier uh, earlier in the week with the 109th Airlift Wing that you did in in, uh, in cooperation with WEQX, but then there's stuff that you guys have done with St. Jude. There's guys that you've done, and especially during the pandemic, you know, helping out local businesses and, and local people as well, and it seems that's a very important thing for, for Death Deathwish.
2: Yeah, we feel very fortunate, and the community has always been really great to us here, and I think without the community, we wouldn't be who we were. We've been embraced throughout every step of the process, so... Because we've been fortunate to find that lightning in a bottle, which took a long time to develop, we feel it's very important to give back. And we probably give back way more than the average organization. In fact, right now we're in the process of setting up a bona fide 501c3 to better organize our charitable efforts because we recognize that going forward, uh, as it's important to us, it continues to be even more so important as time goes on to our consumer base that, th- that organizations stand more for than just profit right it's, it's, it's about sharing it's about being a purpose-driven organization it's about being bona fide positive members of the community and not just saying you are but doing it behind the scenes when no one's looking and I think we do a really good job with that so you're going to continue to see us and not see us be very charitable be very giving uh, be very community and uh, human-centric as, as we continue on this journey.
0: Human-centric is a fine word by the way Mike I just wanted to throw that out there. so with um it with, with the death with uh, okay let me try that again with the death wish coffee brand um, you got it man You it, got this oh boy I'm telling you I'm usually it's much usually much more smoother um' <laughs> <laughs> this is a, you, this is a comedy routine I, well I'm trying but I don't know if I'm doing all that well so you know but anyway no, you're doing
1: you're doing fine okay
0: with um but what are the what are the big things that happen? and, and obviously with the charity, charity aspect, because I know how much you guys did during this pandemic but one when this all happened, like, Mike, you had just joined the company, probably, and when and all of a sudden this started to happen, you know, what was the thought process with you guys and the thought process with Deathwish?
2: I think the, the the guiding principle was core. Cool. And we recognized that we were going through something that no one in our lifetime has ever been through, for the most part. And we said, all right, let's be really poised about our decision-making process. We understood that the consumer was going to change throughout this pandemic, but we also knew that the that coffee was going to be a, a very important aspect of people's lives and bringing them joy in a time that was hard to find joy we did see some of that lipstick effect throughout that time and and really we were able to double our employees during the pandemic because we sat back and said you know what people need us we need people right now is the time to double down and set ourselves up for future success when we come out of this so uh, i'm proud of the team we never panicked I think we were thought leaders in terms of how organizations dealt with the pandemic. We sent people home before we were told to send them home. We created an environment that allowed people to feel safe in the way that they felt safe. So uh, coming out of that, it really shaped the way we were working in the future. We created a program called Flex to Death with the hope in mind that eventually people will write about the unique approach that we're taking to the, to the modern workforce. And it was really born from our learnings over the last year. So I think we handled it with poise, with grace, with compassion, with caring. I'm proud of our team for, for how they've handled the last year.
0: Kane, same question.
2: I mean,
1: it was obviously a wild time. It was a scary time for a lot of people incredibly lucky that we have we are i'm not just saying this to be, be cliche or like whatever um we're an incredibly tight group of people a lot of us started as friends we have developed a culture where we pick personality not necessarily accolades or whatever when we're hiring culture fit is incredibly important to us and, and probably the most important thing to the company is, is the people that work here uh so we all kind of came together and we're just like okay and a lot of people were drinking coffee at home and you have that like a lot of uncertainty People, you know, again, just another, the testament to the brand of mm-hmm. itself. It's bigger than any of us personally, but it really kind of resonated with people during that time. And um, people are drinking coffee at home. You know, they're not going to cafes anymore. So it's like it, it, it was a it was a surprise through that. So we didn't really have time. To consider it because we had a, a business to run that was still growing, and we then then we had even more hiring needs. and We had plans outside of the pandemic, and we knew it was going to come back. And luckily, and knock on wood, it stays in you know the current trajectory. But it was obviously a scary time for everybody. It hit a lot of people hard. It's tough to be like, oh, it it was you know great for us. I know it it sucked for a lot of people, people that are very close to a lot of us. So and a lot of people had struggles. So you know we just did our best to support each other and the people that we were you know kind of touching, whether that be through uh customer you know interaction or social media or uh, us ourselves or our families but it's it's you know when things like that happen um and you know it, you really see who, who, what people are made of and I, I was really proud of us through that time and um it, it, you know it just kind of makes me reflecting on it now i haven't been asked that question yet so it's kind of crazy to like yeah. reflect on that but uh yeah man i'm just really proud of us and, and what we've been able to, to do uh for each other and, and, and for
0: other people Mike Pilkington, chief operating officer in king rogan director of recruitment for Deathwish Coffee joining me on the treadcast. Get more on them at deathwishcoffee.com and so many different products you guys have, have been working on and rolling out. I'm a big fan of the um the October the pumpkin and uh, I got a bottle of vodka that you can tell is open so maybe that's you know probably why i'm struggling but no i wasn't gonna say it
2: <laughs> you might as well
0: but when, when you guys it's look yourself, ahead like i know you've done like nascar sponsorships Do you guys see yourself in the future maybe like sponsoring like a, a baseball team like the the coffees or the the saratoga deaths i don't know about that one i might have to workshop that a little bit more but you know when you, when you look at different sponsorships and, and growing the brand is are there ideas that you have that that you can share
2: yeah so That is a tough question to answer, I'm going to tell you why. It's because we are presented with so many opportunities. It's hard for us to weep through them and find the ones that most strategically fit with our direction. I don't have anything today that I can share with you very specifically, but I will tell you this. There's a very good chance you're going to see us partner with an NFL team uh, come September. There's a very good chance you're going to see us in NASCAR again, at least for a race or two. You're going to see us uh, in the world of e-gaming. So, uh, yes, you're going to see continuous partnerships, you know, you may or may not see us at SPAC this summer if we can work something out because, you know, we have this thought process that we want to, you know, own our backyard and continue to be a very visible presence in our hometown. So we get presented with those opportunities a lot Again the challenge is picking the right ones because you can't choose them all. But I think, I think over the next year you'll see some things very visibly that our customers and our communities will be very excited
0: to be a part of. Yeah, definitely something to look forward to. Now, I know obviously you guys have done work with the vodka, with the beer, and, and different things. Just, is someone is a, a fan of uh, of bacon? Is there something that maybe look some to look forward? Maybe some like some Death Wish bacon. I mean, something like that, or maybe like a, a Death Wish coffee encrusted pork belly. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. It's it's you know free ideas here.
2: Well, you know what, that's funny you say that because we had our uh, R&D meeting this morning and we're very fortunate to have one of the lead R&D people from Curie, Dr. Pepper, on our team now. So I will make sure that she gets bacon (laughs) in her portfolio.
0: Thank you, Mike. Now, I'll also say that I'm, you know, free to help out in any taste testing, any kind of, you know, marketing like that, research. You know, if you need somebody, I'm your guy. How about this? Send us an address. We'll make sure you get everything first. (laughs) I mean, as you can see, I've, I've enjoyed a little bit of bacon, a little bit of vodka, a little bit of beer, too.
1: People have done some really creative stuff with our like it's it's you can make your own, like you can use our coffee grind for you know, grounds for rubs and we've seen some really, really, really creative things that, you know, fans or customers have sent us or you know we have a lot of people that are very creative, uh, and I've seen some crazy things come through. Um, so uh, why don't you try and then and I'll try okay. your
0: deathless. That sounds like a challenge. Okay, I'll. Bacon t- strips. I'll I'll accept that challenge. I'll do like maybe like it's like a pork belly thing or maybe do something with bacon and uh, I'll. Yeah, come t- feed our team. Yeah, come to the headquarters. Feed right. our team. I'll bring them in going? and 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 we'll definitely go from there. <laughs>
2: No, man, we'll put it on social for you.
0: That sounds, that sounds great. Kane and Mike, a question that I ask everybody before we wrap things up. Success. In this podcast, I talked to a lot of people about success and their own definition of the most successful moment. Mike, to you, what is success?
2: So I've struggled with this question over the years. And I've even, in places I've worked, tried to create common mental models around what success is and feels like. And, And for me, from the seat that I sit in today that, If we have the ability to, in our own authentic way, become an iconic brand that is a household recognized name, that does it in a fashion that allows, and this is a concept that was shared with me just this week by a new teammate. If we do it in a fashion that allows people to enjoy life as opposed to enduring it, because as we know, uh, we spend more time at work with each other than we do at home with our families so if we can become achieve iconic status in a way that makes people be able to enjoy what they do and move with purpose every day to me that goal right there and the journey is done in a very thoughtful and compassionate exciting driven results oriented way to me that's success kane yeah i struggle with that i have a couple i guess
1: different ways i look at it uh on a very, very like personal level, I just really wanted to make my dad happy. I you know, a lot of us grew up like misfits and shit and like I you know, I didn't ha- I, I wanted to impact people. I wanted like to be a musician and stuff, but like I didn't do a whole lot of things growing up that were like, Yeah, that's my kid. So like I just really wanted to to make my dad happy. Yep. From like from a from a a bigger level, I always wanted to do something to impact people in a positive way. So to be able to do that, uh and being taken care of in the meantime is great. To me that's success. It's like I'm I'm able to be a part of something special bigger than just me, that impacts a lot of people, whether that's through employment here or the people that are, you know, that we talked about earlier. And then it's like obviously they say if you like what you do you don't actually work, which is very, 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 very true. And I'm living testament to that. Um, so that's kind of a, a long-winded answer on, uh, no, it's, I guess, how I would view that right now.
0: No, that's that, that, that's the perfect answer because it's your answer. And that's the most important thing. It's everyone's, everyone's opinion that I've talked to has been different. From wakeboarders to, to, to rock stars to whoever, everything has been different. Now, before I let you guys go, does anybody got a crazy Zach Wilde story to tell? Because I'm a Black Label Society fan, anybody? That you can share or no? Well, that's, the, that's, <laughs> the,
2: uh, that's the operative word there that you can tell. <laughs> uh, Zach's been really
1: great to us. Um, I have, oh man, let me let me think if I can. He eats a lot of eggs that <laughs> was, was kind of strange he, like, he, he eats a lot of protein so he has to go to places that are like very specifically can serve you a lot of eggs like Denny's and shit or excuse me and stuff okay. um, so that was interesting because I'm like yo we're going to go to like the nicest restaurant and, and when he came through and he's like yo can, I, can we just go to Denny's and I was <laughs> and then his bass player was like god please do not bring me there let's go somewhere else he can go with John um, but no I think my I don't really have much of a like anything crazy he's, he's an awesome dude he's been a big part of our our growth a uh, great partner of ours when I was out in Utah he him, and Ozzy were playing and he got us in front, front row so I got to see Ozzy Osborne in the middle of the nice. desert and, and saw, you know, outside of Salt Lake so that was cool it's a little uh, me story but uh, no Zach is what Zach is what you see yes. on social media yep. and all that crazy. everyone thinks he's acting and he's like this cool reserve like, no that dude's crazy yeah. he's high energy high octane loves what he does and he's perfect for us because that's what we are he is us and we are him but uh, no he really is what you see is what you get and that's yeah. why I love him and respect about him so Shout out to Zach
0: Wild, Mike Pilkington, CEO, and uh, Kane Grogan, Director of Procurement for Death Wish Coffee. Guys, on a personal note, as someone who lives in the town where you guys are based, thank you for everything that you do on a on a charitable level and you know, being able to, to, to give back and share to the community. And I've and I've talked to to people about your company in the past, where you're sort of the foundation, especially these days with so many small companies where people are following their passions and trying to build a brand and go for that. You guys have become to me the one of the standards of this is the model that that you guys want to kind of look at as you follow, as you try and build that brand, because you guys have done it the right way all along and you've brought the people that started with you along with you. But you've also started to grow, but you also don't forget where you are, you know, try to, you know, be a part of the community, not just, hey, we're based here, but you guys do it the right way. And I'm so glad I was able to get you on today.
2: We appreciate you
1: having us. Thank, Thank you. you so much for having us. Shout out to WEQX, Jeff, for making this introduction. <laughs> you might see some things very soon with them and us, so stay tuned for that. But we appreciate you. Thank you so much for
0: your time. All the best, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Treadcast. You can listen to previous episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, or wherever you get yours. You can also find The Treadcast on Facebook. Hit the like button to get updates on future episodes.